Wonderful, Tanchi. Bonjour. Hello, folks. Welcome to Research Time, Season 2, Episode 5. Uh, today's guest will be with a wonderful educator uh, who works within uh, Treaty 7 territory. I'm really excited to hold this conversation uh, with her today, and I'm really excited for you to meet them. Ah, Tanchi, Madison, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Well, thank you. And how's uh, how is everything? Um, it's been great. I love my little pepperoni. Aww. Um, <laughs> <laughs> helps me uh, stay super present and good. grateful for every single day because he's so psyched about life. So, <laughs> so that's good. So, yeah. <laughs> how about you? I'm well. I am feeling pumped, excited. I'm also very grateful for my animals too because they're also got a little bit of the, you know, happy sauce in them where they also like to run around a lot. So, you know, again, it's the gratefulness. It's just feeling that gratitude. And it was really funny because my other friend named Madison today uh, also (laughs) messaged me and she sent me like the most sweetest message saying, how important it is for us to be grateful of everything within our lives. Like no matter what is going on with COVID, like just having that gratitude and it allows us to be grounded. So it's just, uh, it's a really gorgeous, like kind of a conversation that she shared with me. And I, I and then you just brought up gratitude. So I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Someone with the Madisons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love it. <laughs> oh, oh, Well, thank you again so much, Madison, for being able to join me today. Um, And, uh, you know, before we get started with our conversation, I think it's really important to recognize the land that we're situated upon. Um, So I'll just do a land acknowledgement if that's okay. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. Awesome. Okay. So we are both uh, currently situated on the Nisitepi of the Blackfoot Confederacy of Mohkinsis, which belongs to... Uh, Siksaga, Gainai, Bagani, uh, Iahinokora, uh, Sitana Nations, and also uh, Métis Nation Region 3, which I'm a proud member of. Um, so with this, we'd like to recognize all folks who live here, Indigenous and non, who are gathered to talk about reconciliation, to talk about notions of collectivity, of relational capacities, and being able to really foundate ways for us to all move forward together, and especially with what's going on in the world around us. I think community is really important. So with that, I want like our conversation to be really rooted in, you know, that. The world in such a beautiful way. You're literally educating people on topics that are very. Community building, relationship connection, and and just how important it is. So, yeah. Yay! That's amazing. Thank you so much for that. Um, I really appreciate you having me on here. I, I honestly feel like you you bring so many people and communities together um, and you have such purposeful intent, you know, with every single video that you're doing. So um, thank you for letting me be a part of this um, forward thinking dialogue. Um, I'm super grateful to be on here. That means so much to me too. And you're the reason why, like, I really wanted to reach out to you too is because of like our experiences with an undergrad together and at MRU and you know just how inclusive and how loving and kind and compassionate you are and the way that you think of you know your students so holistically which you know is what we're going to be talking about today that's why it's so perfect and everything's just connected it's just gorgeous 
Um, but the way you care about your students just really was just like, oh, okay, I gotta ask Madison to be a part of this. Like, no matter what, like, she's, she's gotta be a part of this in some way, shape, or form. And I'm really appreciative that you said yes and, and that we're gonna be holding this wonderful conversation today. And I just, I look up to you as an educator. I think you're fabulous. I think you're wonderful. And, you know, more people like you need to be in the world of education as well so that our youth will really be supported and protected. So, thank you. Ah. I'm just blushing and crying. Okay. <laughs> oh man, thank you so much. You're so kind. I can't even handle. Oh, oh, Luke. Ah. Oh, you're so. <laughs> oh. Honestly, I, I just, I feel like uh, you're changing. Usually hard to talk about, but you're making them so impactful and and having these conversations nonstop. So. You. you literally couldn't be in a better situation. Like you're in the perfect spot. You're a literal gift. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, you know, I, it's so funny because last week um, I, I had the privilege to 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 have Maria as a guest too, and you know, she she said something like it's a 45 minute feel good session. And, and that's what we're going to continue on today, too. And I think it's just really gorgeous. So, you know, let's yeah. let's get to it. Let's get started, Madison. So again, with you, uh, you are an educator here on Treaty 7. Would you like to explain a little bit of your experiences of being an educator and what that's been kind of looking like? And I know because of COVID, you know, things have occurred and such. So uh, if you'd be willing to, to share aspects of you. Yeah, um, so so pretty much like when, when we graduated from Mount Royal there in 2018, as well as CBE, like right after graduation. Um, and then I had a permanent contract uh, with a Montessori school for two years. And I worked with, yeah, it was just, it was such a beautiful dynamic, such an advantage to uh, get to know myself so much. Like I found now in the past like couple of years, I know myself now so well that it's insane. I'm like, I didn't even know who I was before at all. So, <laughs> I'm like, wow, like some time off really uh, helps you get out of it and, uh, and, and take time to definitely appreciate what you have. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, practice more meditation and yoga and actually have time to take care of yourself. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like what? <laughs> <what's that>? <laughs> what? <laughs> We can do that. I had no idea. <laughs> so it's been pretty cool that way. Um, it's definitely the silver lining and being laid off or working from home or that's good. That's so good. <laughs> and and with uh, with the meditation and yoga too, like uh, within uh, another conversation too that I've also had on the podcast, like we can also as educators bring that into practice as well, which is just so beautiful and so impactful. But I know it's a separate conversation and that's a lot of fun in its own self. But self-care, holy mm -hmm. moly, self-care is so important. Like who knew that we could do that within this pandemic and having time for ourselves and actually having, you know, that sort of sense of, of happiness, even though it's, it's so interesting to be introspective, especially within this, this time frame too. And, you know, roof over our heads, food to eat and, you know, exactly. it's good families. Like it's just, there's so much to be appreciative for and mm -hmm. um, it's definitely a good time to be reflective of that. So that's mm -hmm. good. Gorgeous. I also like come home with like whenever I do go out I come back with a plant so I have like 
45 plants. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I don't have a green thumb. I can't. I, I mean, a succulent. <laughs> maybe. Well, yeah. Good, though. yeah. <laughs> I can't keep those ones alive. So maybe there's something to this. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Aww. <laughs> Well, Madison, I love how we're talking about self-care and all this gorgeousness. Um, but let's let's go into our topic because our topic is actually going to be still talking about the self-care, but in different components of caring for self and mm -hmm. for others in beautiful ways. So yes. our topic today is supporting educators and their practice, uh, the indigagogy of social and emotional skills. And again, with indigagogy, so how we learn, uh, supporting students' social, emotional, and academic development. So this resource really uh, amplifies the importance of teaching to the whole child. And it was established by lots of scientists and scholars. Um, this is in the United States, but I still found it very relevant um, over here in Canada. So um, they're basically urgently insisting that educators um, integrate the social and emotional, basically intelligences with, with the academic teachings so that children can essentially uh, learn how to navigate their life. Because once you leave school, if you don't have those social emotional skills, you know, developed, then uh, it is really hard to navigate um, after. And I, like even myself personally, I found that um, I didn't have a lot of those skills, um, like communication skills or, and I, I, I definitely needed, um, I needed more people to kind of demonstrate that to me as a child. And I think that if I would have had it, I, you know, I can't imagine what I would be doing because I literally have just gained it in the past few years. <laughs> so, so we definitely need to help our children um, learn how to utilize these skills. So I can't even imagine how well they would be doing if they learned this at such a young age mm -hmm. and were able to, yeah, get through really stressful and hard scenarios and they would be able to um, essentially uh, navigate um, themselves, right? Right, right. And that's what is is absolutely wonderful about this resource too, because it talks about how educators can then take it into the practice and almost model it for their students to also then and then uh, encourage it within their own practices too, right? So it's uh, it's very holistic. Because it's thinking about the cycle, it's thinking about the circle, which is really important with, you know, these kinds of teachings and these forms of teachings. And, mm -hmm. you know, as much as, you know, uh, the importance is, is is talking about, you know, the research and the proof, so to speak. I always do that in quotations, the proof, mm -hmm. because theories, can you ever really prove it? You know what I mean? Like there, there's ways to encourage it. There's ways to look at things and have an idea of things. But everything is still at the end of the day a theory or it's still at the end of the day something that you just want to think about and ponder about so it's really important to to look at this holistically anyways because we everyone just knows their own forms of truth so at least we know that as proof in itself everyone knows who they are at the end of the day so when you bring in who you are into practice and into you know your education there's so many opportunities where, where kids and also teachers can tap into and really recognize and really hone in on. And that's what's gorgeous about this conversation. That's what's gorgeous about this resource too. So thank you so much for choosing it because I think it's really 
it, it's really interesting. I learned a lot from it. I thought it was, it was uh, very, it was academic. Not that that's a bad thing. It just, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you take what you need from it though. And you have to have yeah. that kind of lens uh, to okay. also look at it through that way too. But it's, it, it was a good article. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, I honestly, there was one part meant that I, I think they talk about how, you know, teaching to the whole child will diminish uh, behavioral problems. And I went, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> I do not agree with um, behavioral problems. I don't, I don't think any child um, has behavioral problems. I think they want um, attention, which means they want connection. Yeah. Um, and so they'll either do something positive or negative to get that connection. So um, that's just up to educators to understand who their students are on mm. a, like very intrinsic level uh, and just like you know them um, so that you can actually teach to their entire being. Right. And that's really good that you mentioned that too because I really think that connection piece is what our kids need at the end of the day. Like it's it's not necessarily ha Maslow's hierarchy of needs, what, what it is to Indigenous pedagogy, what it is to Indigagogy is the uh, the community celebration needs to be what we need to be aiming for. Like self-actualization is yes. at the bottom, right? And then it's like uh, cultural appreciation and then it's the cultural, you know, um, amplification, like getting to the highest part, uh, the prosperity mm -hmm. part, right? So it's it's really interesting to look at it through that lens because rather than thinking about kids getting what they need through behaviors, I, I don't think that's appropriate either. I think what they need is that connection and connection is through community and community then amplifies and supports and gets everyone to the place where they need to be. And that's what we need to be rooting for as educators mm -hmm. is to really hone in on that community piece and how do we get a healthy and happy learning community? How do we engage with that? So I think with this article, it's a great uh, stepping point to, to further go in in depth and with your practice, my practice, our conversation, it's a great um, stepping point to to further engage with it. So Yay, totally. Yay. Yes, I, I honestly, I feel like that's probably why I've been working for usually schools that honor the teaching to the whole child. Um, yeah. So, but the last school was at um, the Montessori school, uh, like Maria Montessori believed the social and emotional aspects of a child are, they greatly affect their ability to learn because um, they're interconnected. Um, right. Well, right, all the pieces need to fit together to help that child succeed. So it was really cool when report card would come around, um, their emotional and social uh, progress and growth were just um, just as much a part of the conversation as their academics were mm. um, and that was so cool because the parents were so involved in it um, and they they truly cared about both sides it was like a timer would go off and it's like okay we're talking about social and emotional business now right like <laughs> this matters like you're, you're I love matter. it their whole <laughs> being matters not yes. just their academics what um, Right? Like, Amazing. So, yeah, I just, uh, I definitely, I feel very lucky um, to have been at uh, both the Montessori school and, and Chilla was um, equally um, as amazing. Uh, they, they're so holistic in their teaching. 
they definitely uh, use their own very complex uh, medicine wheel to value uh, and honor like every state of a child. So their um, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And I got to see just how valuable it was to each and every student. And um, like even like for example, when they would have like show and tell, and they would get to bring in like cultural regalia. That's just like they're so proud of it, and they right right there you're fulfilling that whole entire child they are so proud of themselves and and they're also teaching the class about themselves which is beautiful that's so gorgeous and, and that's so important too where kids are feeling comfortable to be able to express themselves too and and it's getting our kids to to that place just because you know it's been a long journey it's been a long journey uh, for us Indigenous peoples to really get to the place of feeling comfortable or feeling celebratory or feeling um, accepted even and, and getting to the place of hopefully getting towards self-determination, right? So we're, we're, we're fighting every single day is a fight. So it's, it's so gorgeous to hear about experiences like that of the kids being able to bring in their regalia, to be proud of what they're wearing, to be proud of their culture, be proud of their heritage and, and how they're then feeling comfort in that class and feeling supported in that class to then be able to get to that place of expression. And that's what we want. That's what we need at the end of the day is for our kids to feel really truly celebrated as their whole selves, right? Yes. Holistic self. And that's what's key. Yeah. That's so gorgeous. Beautiful. Honestly, I, that was just a, such a beautiful experience in itself. Just that was, I did my practicum over at Chilla and then, um, just a little bit of subbing uh, before I got the full-time contract, but um, yeah, just I learned a ton. I learned oh, yeah. so much. Wow. So that's gorgeous. Um, so Madison, we're just going to continue on with the next question here, as I know that we, you and I could just talk about the resource and what it stands for for a while. Uh, <laughs> but let's get into it. Let's let's be critical. Uh, <laughs> 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 so why why do you think uh, social and emotional skills development is important for teachers to take on within their practice? Well, I definitely feel like we're just humans in general are just so complex and you know you need so many things in order to grow and expand um, and developing our own like social and emotional intelligences as an adult, like has us realize that you know these skills are interconnected with our mental state so that social and emotional development in our children is so critical because it will help our children not only understand their emotions but they'll also understand who they are right. they'll be able to you know adapt and overcome obstacles they'll be able to respond to stress better um, and also be able to actually like respond instead of being reactionary um, which is like, this is huge. Like think about how many adults are still working on this piece. Um, and like me, myself included, um, that's been one of the biggest pieces is how do you, how do you be non-reactionary and um, learn to not take things personally and to um, instead just say, everyone's going through their own, their own things. And if somebody kind of, you know, kind of rat at you, <laughs> it's not, it's not a personal thing. It's something they're going no. through. So um yeah understanding that so i just i think that these skills also just are so related to our mental health um that we need to help 
guide our children towards that positive emotion focused um, and problem focused coping skills mm. to be able to demonstrate um, that not only are emotions validated, like everything that they're feeling is 100% validated and real, um, but we don't have to let that particular, um, you know, if it's like a negative emotion, define us. Right. And normalizing that like as much and much as we can, like just over and over again, <laughs> so that kids understand that um, uh, what they're feeling has been felt um, and is being felt by adults too. So, um, we can learn to navigate it together. Oh, that's beautiful. We can learn to navigate it together. We together. That is gorgeous. That's how teaching should be in, in various ways. Cause still as educators, we're still learners. We're still learning so much about ourselves, what we want to uh, achieve as goals or even learning within the classroom. I remember teaching in the classroom and I still learned so much from my students. And, mm -hmm. you know, every single day you learn something new. So it's just really having that learning spirit and, and being comfortable with also making mistakes and comfortable with recognizing, okay, well, if I did this wrong, then what will I do tomorrow? What will I do better tomorrow, right? but also yeah. supporting those needs within your students too. Okay, well, if you made a mistake, let's talk about it, let's go through it, and then let's see how we can, you know, support you to then guide you to, to get to a place where you wanna be, where where you'd like to be, right? Because it's still choice at the end of the day too. And and student choice is really important. So they have that autonomy over their actions and, and the responsibility, because I think responsibility is still a really important emotion to feel. And, yeah. and so they could take that on and feel proud and feel good about what they're doing too. So no, that's really good. That's really important. <laughs> so so we navigate together and we learn together. I, I I really I really love that. I really love that. Yay! I'm so glad. Yeah, I just I feel like that was I've kind of just been picking that up um, over the years just with kids. Just like wait a minute. We all we do this together and when we when we make mistakes like i i would make mistakes all the time in front of them i would spell things incorrectly and i would just say hey i am a human just like you and they would be like okay <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> so casual but uh yeah i i think that when when kids can actually see that you're in it um yeah. and you uh, are authentic and weird and wonderful and they're like oh okay yeah we trust you yeah you're weird yeah okay <laughs> you <know? laughs> get you yeah you're like me <laughs> yeah okay we yeah. connect <laughs> yeah exactly oh <laughs> uh, that's gorgeous and and that's important too it's it's also showing who you are as an individual as one well, bringing that into practice because i think that's how kids also learn too is is through you know understanding who people are who their characters are who identities are too i think identities are important to talk about within classroom contexts and environments and learning environments so that's really that's a really important thing and as a community too if we really want our kids to get to the place of you know that that community prosperity um well the best way to do that is get to show each other 
and know who each other are and everyone's roles within the classroom and how everyone can feel senses of belonging and, and inclusion and care and compassion and love and empathy and all those good important words but then also the safe space of making mistakes because that's just yeah. as important as well and it's it's important to make mistakes and it's okay to make mistakes right mm -hmm. exactly so setting the environment for that mm -hmm. no 100 yeah we used to say like always that was just their first attempt in learning like that's what fail stood for we would just say it's your first mm -hmm. attempt in learning this is not like why do you think that you got one shot <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> and kids do like they do hold on to stress like that like they'll yeah. they'll be very stressed over small things that you think are insignificant and then you realize like you can feel their their stress or their the pressure they're feeling and you got to pull things back and and realize yeah. like their mental health is critical like if if that's uh if something is that's just that they're learning about is wrecking their day let's just take a step back right like nobody needs that <laughs> so no no you're so, so yeah. right. you're so right yeah, I think, that's really i think just, yeah being really present also like and and yeah knowing your kids in your class is is so critical um absolutely. one of the most important things yeah absolutely absolutely and that's how you set a good environment and that's how you you care about the social and the emotional as an educator and and that's how you can do it within your practice is to really think about these things and think about your students um as an educator that'll just only support you within your own practice so that's that's really good um the way in which that i think is is also really important for for kids too is to acknowledge uh what their students are also going through as well because there's a lot of things going on at home that you know some folks may not be aware of or you know puberty it actually affects us you know like it affects everyone um so it's you know when that's going on when when it's supposed to be going on too um there's a lot that kids are dealing with and and needing to take in and needing to uh go through so as long as they have an educator that's also aware of this as well aware of their students needs um that's key um and also just understanding how there's going to be aspects of stress um that will be affecting kids as well and stress is going to look different to everyone i think everyone has different coping mechanisms and different ways where they cope with stress where it's going to look completely different and and i think with with um with understanding the social and emotional intelligence with that in itself that takes time and i think mm -hmm. that's okay for it to take time too because i think every single day is a learning day um, yeah. to learn about all these notions with stress and how it will look different for every student, knowing how they can just support them. Like even asking a student, how can I support you? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, huge, yeah. huge for that. Because they'll be like, what, you care? Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah, you want to support me? And you're like, of course, what? <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> And and just having those conversations is really just important and impactful and the kids will definitely 100% respond positively to that because they'll feel supported and they'll be like, you're listening to me. Wow, mm -hmm. I'm being heard right now. Wow, okay, mm -hmm. I can trust you or I can feel safe. So, yeah. so I'll, I'll 
you know, I'll, I'll definitely tap into that or something. So it's, um, it's really impactful for, for teachers to just make connections with their students, ask them how they're doing, checking in on them. How are you doing today? How was the yeah. weekend? Like, how's your life? Tell me about your friends. Tell me about your family. Tell me about, you know, guardians. Tell me about, tell, tell me about Marvel. Tell me about yeah. like anything you're into. Just tell me and, and I'll listen, right? So even that just allows for formation of, of connection and mm-hmm. do. So it's, yeah, even that's really important. 100%, this forms that trust and that bond between you two is just, it makes them feel so safe in that space. Um, and especially like this last spring with um, everything going online, like I, like my own experience was, you know, it's quite frantic and wild and I didn't really know what to do. Um, I'm like, what to tell the kids at first. And then I realized that they didn't really need like the Alberta program of studies at that time. Like they didn't, like that wasn't helping them. They needed reassurance and they needed they needed to understand why they felt the way they did. I didn't have all the answers, of course, but we worked through like self-care lessons and ways to cope with difficult emotions. And we did some uh, anti-racism uh, lessons as, as the kids were, you know, they can see on the news, like why are people protesting for their rights? Um, and they want to know the truth, right? Um, which is beautiful. They should know the truth, especially like the kids I was with were uh, age six to nine so that age is like very black and white very um, like there's good and there's bad and they want to know about injustices because they cannot handle them like neither can I but like that age group is just like let's go battle for everybody's rights and I think that is the most beautiful thing in the world that those like that age group is just so righteous um, so yeah but it was it was a fine line of like what do they need like when everybody is feeling so stressed and it was just they needed like a little bit more reassurance and a little bit more um ideas and tips and tools of how did what does self-care mean like what does it mean to um to cope like what does it mean to have emotional coping strategies versus versus problem solving strategies versus right like it's just it's a lot to handle and it's a lot to be online when you've never learned online like a six-year-old it was crazy like it was mayhem but we made the best of it so yeah wow yeah, you, you really are an amazing educator because those are the notions where the kids need the most support on is that connection piece. And it's also what you're talking about, too, is the importance of connection, right? And you ensured that they were supported holistically, not just through the framework of social and emotional, but I feel like you also tapped into the spirit, like spiritual and then also physical, too. Like you got the whole medicine wheel going on. And I think when you get to that place, it's healing and kids can really feel that healing occur and they feel supported and they feel loved. So for you to be able to do that and not only that, but also tap into social justice and how to talk about social justice issues, like I commend you for that because it's these conversations that these kids will be like, oh, that's wrong in the world. How do I fix that? How can I fix that? What can I do as 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 a as a person in Canada, as a citizen in this country? What can I do to better support my 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 
uh, my community, the people mm -hmm. in my community, my, um, my black allies and my indigenous allies. What can I do? Right. And there's so much that kids can do. And it's gorgeous mm -hmm. to, to actually tap into that kind of curriculum. Um, because I know with what's also happening with like with with what's going on with you know the program of studies in itself too with the government, you know there's there's an uncomfortableness to be able to take up these these topics, but it's there shouldn't be that uncomfortability because these happen to every single individual inside your classroom. Who knows mm -hmm. what their experiences are and what they have faced through colonization, what they have faced through, you know, injustices within their own, you know, cultures or their own heritages. So like what can, as an educator, what can you do to better support that while talking about it and being able mm -hmm. to support these conversations to then talk about it too and that's really tapping into still the holistic child because you're tapping into things where they can also be a part of they could be a part of the learning and living the learning and living the curriculum because that's that's what we want at the end of the day too is for our kids to live through it right so mm -hmm. it's, um, it's gorgeous that you did that that is so important and thank you thank you for for doing that I think that's what a lot of folks should be also focusing on too Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it honestly it was uh, it was very just like all happening so fast. But uh, right. I'm I'm uh, I'm grateful that I was able to at least you know send them off with some tools because then being laid off in September, I felt like no, they're just left like without these tools but they had some of them so i was like okay like just remember 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 like i wish i could contact them still but that's not allowed oh <laughs> <laughs> and i'm yeah. sure they remembered i i believe that they remembered <laughs> i <laughs> hope that they will continue to remember <laughs> yeah, I, I just yeah i really i don't know i hope that i helped normalize the fact that sometimes we don't have all the answers yeah. um and but we do have our own inner guidance and we do have, um, you know, if we sit with that and we are like, okay, what makes us feel good? What makes us feel happy? And we just listen to ourselves, listen to that inner voice and you can come back out of, you know, that fearful state or that confusion or that, um, yeah, because right now it's, it, you know, you turn on the news, you um, go on social media and you can kind of be bombarded with very fearful things and you don't need that you don't <laughs> so you know come come back out of it and even if it's you know adults too just getting kind of sucked into that and it it does take you into like a spiral of negative emotions um and of course it's okay to feel those things and they're totally validated and yeah. definitely feel it um but i hope that you know um we can learn to discern between that fear thinking and then that of our own uh, inner voice that wants you to flourish because you do have, you know, there's so many parts of you inside that are saying like, we want you to flourish. We don't want you to be fearful. We don't want you to let these emotions dictate your life. So yeah. And then setting up boundaries as well. Like I want to tap into this issue on this day during this time. And I want to leave my phone to the door on other times too. So it's yes. choosing when to engage because I still engage, I think engaging is important, but just knowing when and how you're feeling and checking in on yourself to know when it's okay for you to do it. And then when you're feeling, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I should self care and, 
<laughs> and and maybe take a step back and that's okay too and that's actually really important yes totally 100% yeah yeah and I also <laughs> just the other thing is um just like you're saying about community just supporting each other through the these times like um honestly when when I first saw um I think it was one of the first videos you did like when it was when we were kind of more so in kind of quarantine kind of time mm, yeah. the first time and and uh like it it honestly just made me cry happy tears and it was so well received like I just felt so like heard and just like okay yeah we are all isolated and it's okay like it's okay it's okay it's going mm. to be okay like you gave me that little bit of hope that I really needed so thank you so much for like, you always look outside of yourself and give so much to others and I just it's super admirable and I, I really appreciate that that really means so much to me and and I'm happy that you you found connection through that too because that's I'm kind of speechless that that really does mean a lot to me so just thank you thank you Marcy thank you oh. <laughs> thank you <laughs> we just both cry <laughs> that's gorgeous <laughs> it means a lot it truly does and and that's you know that's what community is though you know it's it's knowing that you're not alone it's knowing that you know there's other people who might be experiencing similar emotions to you but you know even though uh they might be experiencing their emotions different just because they're different people in themselves that doesn't mean that they're also not experiencing the same situation as you so that's how that's how we we form and that's how we connect and that's how we you know feel feel like community you know and that yeah. that's what's important <laughs> <laughs> yes oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay let's go let's go into this further madison okay so in what ways can educators be better equipped uh to learn about the social and emotional needs of their students and to better support them in the classroom and in other learning environments. I know that we've kind of talked about this in various ways already. Um but but let's see if there's anything else that we can maybe go into and explain a little bit deeper if that's okay. Mhm. Yeah. Um I definitely think like the uh it definitely starts like we were talking about just, you know, demonstrating modeling that you know to your students in your classroom what does healthy communication and healthy coping skills and you know what do, what does it look like um let me model it for you in a few ways right yeah. um and also normalizing these skills and kind of telling your kids that hey like i do these coping skills at home like just so you know like they're it's not this isn't something that people do when like some people honestly i feel like they relate it to like a weakness and which is like oh no 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 like it it is not it is definitely helping you grow and helping to empower you so um i kind of i would tell my students like okay so like emotion focused coping skills so move your body so get moving like get sweaty like um take a bath like definitely not at school but like take a bath at home um It's good they made that separation. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do some deep breathing, right? So you don't even have yeah. to call it meditation. Like if a, 
if a child doesn't connect to that and do some like serious deep breaths and see how you feel after um you know talk to a trusted friend or a family member and tell them how you're feeling um journal like write write out what what's bothering you and and see if the answer just flows um and then the problem focused coping strategies um such as you know like setting healthy boundaries like you're saying um but also having like time alone like make sure you have time alone to yourself so that you don't get so like muddled with everyone else like i feel like as just side note when i was a child like i feel like i took on everyone else's um things and then i thought they were my own and then i never knew who i actually was because i was like oh i like that because that person likes it right like you kind of just are like oh i don't fit into the box so i'll just gravitate towards everything but that's not me do you know what i mean like yeah i got you i got you yeah. i'll pick up what you're laying down yes yeah <laughs> yeah i just i feel like yeah if, if kids understand like go sit by yourself sometimes like it's okay to be alone listen to what your own self has to say and you know set a schedule or set a to-do list if you're feeling stressed about something um ask for support like all of those things are they're so crucial in you know how you build these healthy skills um throughout your whole life so i think we just have to like we ourselves have to constantly learn like new tools and tips and and that work for you in your classroom but um it's also it's just as everyone is so individual and unique it's just it's the way in which you teach it it's going to be completely different and the way in which each child receives it it's going to be completely different <laughs> so mm-hmm. so you have to be uh very on the ball like know your students um very well so you can understand like what what's the best support uh, mechanism for them at that time absolutely and that's so beautifully said so uh thank you for for that and i think all of those tips and tricks are actually really um important especially journaling that was one thing that i didn't realize that actually really helped me but not only helped me actualize what i was feeling emotionally but also it helped my writing skills and with me it was interesting cuz i learned french before i learned english uh, just a little little known fact um especially with writing too i learned french before i learned english so when i started journaling it actually helped me become a better writer uh in english uh so that was a really um interesting experience and then yeah and then stuff happened along the way still my writing was awkward so to speak but i got better in university so things looked up there you know <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Honestly, I just like side note watching you type. Like when you, I'm like how is she coming up with these ideas so fast? I'm like this is amazing. Like I'm like wow. Like I uh, I think that your brain is like operating at a faster capacity than other humans. But Oh, thank you. I was like I was like your comprehension must be just off the charts because I'm still reading the article. <laughs> <laughs> oh golly. It's uh it's, it's taken years and you know um doing my program with research it's really equipped me I think with being able to better analyze articles and and research articles like the one that that you shared to you and really looking at the academic language and now that I see it so often I'm like oh I know what they're saying I know what they're getting at so it allows me to comprehend it in in ways so for anyone looking towards getting their masters I highly recommend it cuz it really does <laughs> like give you the tools and tips and tricks with being able to like analyze things in depthly but 
allow you to comprehend it in in, in various ways and various ways that you want to take it up to so it's um yeah it's it's been a journey it's been a journey <laughs> but thank you that means a lot it really does <laughs> <laughs> and um do you have any other uh ideas for that too i noticed that um you know maybe partnering with organizations i think that was something that you also mentioned too as as a as a wonderful way to um uh to be better equipped with learning about social and emotional needs oh yes okay thank you thank you <laughs> got you um, so yeah there's uh there's definitely a ton of yeah resources out there um one being uh children's books that normalize those emotions and let kids know that what they feel is validated um mm -hmm. and that these feelings are biological um and therefore they empowered kids to understand that their feelings are telling them something so if they truly listen and tap in they'll be able to understand what those emotions are telling them um and i i think a really beautiful resource um that also happens to be free and will include the link somewhere somewhere <laughs> um it's called sticky brains um it's a storybook written by nicole libin um, and it's about a little girl learning to navigate her emotions and she's having a bad day and then she's having a bad week and she can only focus on these bad emotions that she's feeling. Um, and it's, it's honestly, it's a beautiful story that basically reminds us that the emotions we essentially feed and focus on mm -hmm. are the ones that continue to stick. Mm. So the more we focus on what makes us happy and, and grateful and the more we're grateful for things and, um, the more that those good things stick, right? So I just, it's just such a, a beautiful story. And I just, you know, if we feed those fears and those negative emotions, um, they really do impede on our overall growth and our ability to process things. And um, this really makes our inner voice very murky and like our own self-worth and confidence gets very low because we don't trust ourselves at all. Mm -hmm. We only look outside of other people, like for other um, other people to tell us how it is instead right. of listening to themselves. And uh, so I just think it's just so beneficial. Just refocus your mind on the positives and the good things to keep attracting those things into your life every single day. I love that. I, I think that is such an important aspect with teaching our kids too is 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 the value of self-worth and confidence and feeling very good about yourself and how you should be feeling about yourself and what you deserve to feel about mm -hmm. yourself um is really key and I, I think with with being able to teach this book as it as it sounds it's a really good resource there could be so many lessons about teaching kids how to feel good about themselves and it's okay to also not feel okay but then mm -hmm. you know what are ways for you to then be um self-recognizing and self um, regulating yourself and to really tone out those negative emotions and to really let in the beauty and the, and the positivity right um mm -hmm. with that though it's it's still okay to not be okay you know with that mm -hmm. too so you know those negative emotions it's okay to still feel that but how do we still allow those to just come in as if it's wind you know mm -hmm. just oh you come in and you let's go out 
you know, like it's just, it can be an easy process like that. And I think I relate it to breathing and I relate it to yoga because that's what we also do too within practice is like when we're laying on the ground, you're supposed to clear your mind, right? And we do our best. <laughs> but when, but whenever I've practiced and when, you know, the instructors are like, okay, let the, let those thoughts come in, let them just go out too. It's just so important for our kids to also be uh, taking that in for themselves too in, in potential ways as well and that can definitely increase self-confidence and, and self-worth okay. and, and help kids can feel about themselves too that's really gorgeous thank you for sharing that resource I if, if I were teaching I would be that resource that is fabulous yeah it's yeah it's a beautiful story it's and it's free like the um yeah I think you can print it off but it's like a pdf that you can just print and then the website that it's on actually has like a ton of mindfulness um, techniques and tools and I think there's a couple of free resources as well that are like mindfulness resources yeah. yeah that's gorgeous um why is unlearning to relearn uh such an important practice and in what ways can educators be supported to enact this practice for themselves Yes. So I feel like it's just key in general, like unlearning and questioning things in our society because our, like our society, societal norms or whatever you want to call them are just yeah. completely skewed and strange. So we have already, like we've been conditioned and have so many biases that we've learned and picked up from various things and they all need to be reevaluated. Um, our society still operates under a colonial influenced uh, hetero patriarchy. So it really values uh, straight white men um, and their property and assets and pretty much um, that's it. So I feel like you need to unlearn a lot in order to actually uh, begin the real authentic learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the first uh, step is acknowledging um, what you've previously learned as you know, maybe in your family or your friends or your community even, um, it's usually quite biased. It's usually quite Eurocentric. Um, and I feel like it's it's very surface and oppressive and depending on what we're talking about, just straight up racist. So, um, you know, I feel like you have to relearn cultural and historical teachings in an authentic way if you actually, um, you know, care deeply about your students and want them to um, do well in this world, right? right? Absolutely. That's such a important um, notion to share to you, especially as as an ally as well. And 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 it's important for what I want you know allies to also be engaging with is unlearning the colonial system to relearn what it means uh, to really be holistic or to really be appreciative or really be in touch with the truth and the truth is unfortunately the oppression and unfortunately the systemic racism and unfortunately the intergenerational trauma so let's talk about it let's get to a place where we're able to talk about these notions and that still engages with what we're talking about today folks because it's still talking about the social and the emotional connections and pedagogy and this is indigogogy like this is truly the root of indigogogy is talking about the truth and talking about the connections and talking about the holism of what we can be as a society 
And if only we can engage with the truth and really take on that truth and allow it to be a responsibility and to then teach that to our friends, teach that to our family, teach that to our respective circles, right? And that's how we get to a place of, you know, of, of appreciation and potential community prosperity, right? So that's what is so important with this notion. And and thank you for, for sharing it too. And I know that I'm really excited for you to also talk about, you know, the courses that you're taking at the University of Alberta as well. Would you like to go a little bit in depth on what you've been, you know, uh, unlearning to relearn? What have you been yeah. going through? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I've been taking um, the Indigenous Canada course through U of A. First of all, just like if you are, if you have like a little bit of time on your hands, like anybody watching, like go take this course. It is hugely beneficial. And I'm, I'm on week 10 and I feel like every week I learn like 20 new things. I'm like, what? Like, just like, sh like shaken by it, you know, and it's the truth. So I feel like, I honestly feel like it should be like a grade 12 course. Like everyone should have to just take that course um, to learn about Canada, North America in general, um, the world uh, to, you know, understand yeah. um, like what has happened. So I honestly, um, I really connect with the idea of uh, teaching to the whole child, but of course there was there's so much more to learn and unpack. So this um, uh, particular course is is just amazing for that reason, and I find I'm I'm unlearning things like every single day. Um, one of the I don't know is this is this an indigogy? Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I learned from this is the um, the idea of like not telling a child what to do in a particular scenario, but guiding them through story, basically to discern what is right for them. So then you empower that child and subtly let them know that they have all the tools and inner guidance um, that they need within themselves. Um, and it's not separate from them. It's not like look somewhere else for this answer. It's like, no, look within and you'll find the answer. And then I feel like you just, you create beautiful humans that know what is right and it puts mm -hmm. them on such a correct direction um to just uh know that they have everything they need that's yeah it's completely indigogy i'm gonna tell you why um <laughs> so that's what elders do um that's how they teach that's how i've always communicated with elders uh with with the ones that i have and it's always through stories and, and the way that you engage with the stories is you take what you need from them. They're never going to tell you what you need to take from them. You have to choose what you need to take from them. They are simply there to guide you and to support you and uplift you. And honestly, it's a, it's a notion that educators should also be practicing within their own practice because that's what a true educator, a true teacher is is I'm not gonna tell you all the answers, like mm -hmm. aside from the ones I'm gonna test you on or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> fine, I'll tell you those. But when it comes to, <laughs> but when it comes to, um, you know, the social, emotional, um, but also the holistic uh, learning, when it comes to these notions, you know, if, if, if students are feeling supported by teachers, 
they'll simply be like, well, what do you think? Well, well, what are, here's a story. I want you to take what you wish from that story or simply sharing an inquiry question. Even inquiry learning is actually very central to this guiding uh, practice because teachers, again, they're just simply sharing an experience with you, but it's up to the student to figure out the answer, right? And that's why I actually really enjoy inquiry learning because it really does celebrate um, the journey of the student to get to the place where they need to get to for their own self, right? So it's, 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 yeah, it's definitely an indigagogy. So I appreciate you <laughs> bringing that to light because it really is, it's a gorgeous practice. It's a really important practice and it still centralizes on the uh, social, emotional, and honestly, the holistic, so the spiritual and also the physical, um, the whole holism of a child. And, and it's, it's really important to actually enact within practice, I, I personally think. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It it just like smacked me across the face. Like, wait a minute, why is this not how all teachers teach? Like, why is this not? Um, because when you tell a child directly, like, this is the answer or this, like, if it's right. some, you know, some type of dilemma that they have and you just tell them, like, go fix it in this scenario, that might not be correct for them. That might not have been the answer. So if you let them seek it out, then in the future, they're also going to know that they can do that on their own. Um, and I just think like, it just helps teachers also, like if, if teachers took that notion too, like they would be able to connect with their students so intensely. And then their students would know that their voice mattered, you know, so immensely. And they're, you know, everything about that, everything about that child, they would think, you know, it, it matters because I, of who I am that they yeah. think that I know the answer, right? <laughs> and I don't know all of them. <laughs> I'm allowed to make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I think I spelled autumnal equinox wrong and I was like, well, I shouldn't have just started that one altogether. <laughs> oh, Perfect. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, that's that's gorgeous. That that's um again the experience that you're you're taking from the UFA course. Like it's it's blowing my mind every week. I could, I try. I, I thought maybe I could do like two weeks worth in in like a day, and I was like, this is so much. Like we just unpacked like a month's worth of like not even months, sorry, years, years in one week so i was like i can only take this one week at a time this yeah. is because there's so much to unpack and to know so yeah definitely so informative like you learn so much about specific treaties so much about specific um indigenous peoples and groups and yeah just valuable that's gorgeous and that's important too and that's what you know, we also want to get our, our kids also uh, taking on within curriculum too. hopefully one day is, is talking about treaty education, right? And talking about the different treaties and the ways in which they were formed and what they were formed on and why, you know, reconciliation is, you know, taking place to this day. And it's because of the actions that were taken uh, back in the day. And it's uh, it's important, again, intergenerational and, and it happens and happens and happens and happens. And we get to a place where we need to be able to meet it for what it is and meet the truth and acknowledge the truth and be aware of it and being able to then work towards 
hearing one another. I don't think solutions are necessarily the answer. I think listening is 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 definitely a, an important answer, um, and listening to stories and listening to the injustices, and acknowledging and treat them as truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's necessary, and that's actually what's needed in in various capacities across the nation of Canada, right? So, it's um, yeah, it's it's very important. So, thank you for sharing those resources too. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no um, I I always think about, you know, the importance of talking about um, unlearning to relearn. I always actually think about the. Uh, course that we took with Eileen Clearsky with uh, with MRU and the way that she um, I really loved her teaching practice because again it's it's speaking to the cultural values of holism circle sharing teaching unpacking together but when it came to assignments it was so interesting because again it came to that ability for one to like you personally to be able to then connect to notions from what you're reading and turning it into experience and that's that's kind of the framework that she used and you know talking with colleagues from the class and talking with folks from the class too it was so interesting because so many folks i think were were coming from a place of being uncertain i think with with the structure and i think that's that's a conversation that goes very deep um because when it comes to the structure, it is a colonial structure. We are actually talking about being, you know, the lined rooms, being the desks in rows, being teacher, student, yeah. that teaching. So this was completely different experience and an experience that's really important to hold within an institution like a university because that's that's the colonial center in itself too, right? So for it for for this educator to be able to conduct a class in this capacity and in the ways that she did, mm-hmm. I will always think positively about that experience because I thought that was so, lack of a better word, badass because these are the conversations and these are the structures we actually need to hold uh, within our conversations, within our capacities. And it can be replicated within our actual educational practice as educators. Mm-hmm. So it's a wonderful tool and it's a wonderful relational experience to hold with students. And that's why I'll always share that experience in various ways because it speaks to so many levels. And, and I commend her for, for even being able to do it in the way that she did. I thought it was fabulous. And the book that we read too was um, Decolonizing Education by Marie Baptiste, right? So even that book in itself is also so important and beneficial to, to everyone's learning too. So it really was um, an, a really important class, I think. And, and I hope that, you know, it's it's interesting looking at unlearning to relearn in in regards to education too because our I guess with the way that teacher education is structured across the country um, these conversations are only just starting mm-hmm. to occur right like ever since like the Truth and Reconciliation Commission 2015 document calls to action that's when institutions were actually taking on these conversations within these contexts. So that's why we're now seeing this 
only currently within within practice. And it's only because of this document, the response of uh, institutions to then take this practice on for themselves. So that's why it's still going to be a very long time for us to actually see what's going to occur from these practices that teachers are now taking on, right? So that's kind of the, um, the history of understanding teacher education of how you got to practice, how I got to practice uh, pre-service teachers getting into practice. Yeah. At least these conversations are now happening, at least yeah. though, you know, at least. And, and I'll take that silver lining. I'll take it any day because at least these conversations are now occurring. So now it's more of a reflective, what can I do to be better? What can I do with my community to then be better? And what can I do within my practice to be better, right? So, um, and also anti-racism work too. I think that's just as important as indigenous teachings. It's, it's, it, it goes hand in hand. It's, it's, it, 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 it's the same in, in yeah. various ways, but also teaching black truths and also teaching about social justice movements and, and, and the negative effects of discrimination, colonization yet again, and, and these notions, right? So it's really impactful and really important um, that these conversations are taking place. And that's why it's so important to unlearn, to then relearn, because you're allowing your mind to be open. You're allowing your mind to be like, okay, yeah, that's an issue. Okay, let's change that, right? So yeah. that's even the practice of itself to unlearn, to relearn. And that's really important. Yes, 100%. Yeah, those, all of those conversations, they, they need to be, they need to be had in your classroom. Like they, it's not, it, it shouldn't be negotiable. Like it shouldn't be, like, I think it should just be mandatory, to be honest. <laughs> but as it, it just, it's so needed for our communities and are just for healing in general um i also just i i remember like just when you brought up um eileen there um i just remember eileen and then as well um tanya um i just remember them just really amplifying the fact that like whose perspective is being shown and why like they just kept kept saying this like whose perspective whose perspective until it just like rattles, like rattled us all in the heads. Like, okay, uh, wait a minute. Like, whose perspective is being taught? And then you start to reflect on your own, um, kind of your own experiences through school. Or, and you're like, wait a minute. Everything was Eurocentric. Everything was Eurocentric. Like, there was n there was no other um, perspectives shown to me. So, not only do the children like in my classes and, and now the children in, in the classes that are that don't have that eurocentric um background like what you're not even caring for their perspective at all so representation and perspective is so important in your classroom they have to see that they're represented they have to see that their perspective matters you know you have to find those meaningful and authentic resources um, that amplify the voices of your students cultures and ethnicities right because they need to see that the cultural perspectives are valued and essential within your learning environment. Like they need to see their perspective um, matters and it does, right? Like all perspectives are um, are valid and are um, beautiful to share. So why not, right? Exactly. And it's so good that you're thinking about too, about the authenticity of the resources too, like really ensuring and doing your research as an educator, because that's a responsibility you hold to your class, to your practice, to your teaching quality standards. Like it's it's actually rooted there. You do have the responsibility to teach Indigenous 
notions. It's, 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 you have to do it. So how do you do it? Well, there's some ways for you to do it authentically and, and being sure that you're choosing resources that really celebrate and culturally appreciate, not appropriate, appreciate um uh the folks perspectives you are needing to share because that's what's central to learning and we need our kids to understand these notions appropriately so it's uh it's really important in in that way so thank you for sharing that too i really do appreciate it thank you thank you <laughs> so um Okay, so this is our last question, and it's a gooder because we're just gonna give you resources, everybody. Um, so, <laughs> so, what are ways settler educators can enact in Digigogy in their practice, and what further resources do you think folks can look towards to better support their journeys? So, yeah, definitely like we were saying, um, I feel like the starting point is jumping in and learning for yourself, um, unlearning first, uh, and then actually relearning the authentic information that is needed for everyone to feel just valued as a human being. Like we need to do this. Um, and I just, I find allyship is so important. Um, and you brought this up uh, and it's, you know, we still need to do the work, make sure that we're, um, ensure we're teaching you know authentic and culturally correct content uh but yeah we shouldn't shy away from it or be fearful of it um uh because if you honestly if you have an open heart um and you want all children to excel and see that their authentic selves are valuable uh and needed in this world then i feel like it will just become an essential part of teaching in our classrooms mm -hmm. and it just you know creates that connection and that self-worth within all of your students so it's critical it is critical and that's really important too and i think with um resource sharing too when you are choosing resources uh to then teach your students it's really important to recognize too that there's over 250 different indigenous nations across you know what we call uh canada so yeah. it's important to also recognize uh, which nation's perspective you're also going to be teaching from. So it's really important to look towards community, the treaties you're on, and and uh, sharing perspective and appropriate uh, notions uh, from the the folks who are around you, or ways in which that you can build community from as well, because that's also really important too when you are engaging with this form of um, of uh, indigogy where it is making relations and how are you then going to reciprocate? So what's going to be that process of, okay, so if I'm going to teach this in this way, how will I then give back, right? And that could be a project, that could be a community project, that could be a um, aspect of the lesson, that can be something that you can uh, have a conversation with with an uh, indigenous community member as well or whomever that you're partners with or, or whatever the case. Um, so it's really important to take that practice up too, because I think reciprocity is key for any relationship. It's really important for, for anyone to be able to then take up too. Um, but especially with, with this form of education, because when it comes to this practice, when you're taking and taking and taking, that's been our, you know, that's been the colonial legacy. So what more are you going to take? What are you going to yeah. give back? You have to give back at this point, right? 
So what does that process then look like? And that's just through conversations that you'd have to hold with Indigenous uh, community partners and mm-hmm. and comfort, comfortability with, with folks in that way too. So I think that's that's a key takeaway I think folks should um, really be thinking about. But that still celebrates the social and again, the emotional self too, because mm-hmm. you're taking time to understand the needs of others and what others have gone through. So, okay, if I understand these things, how can I better support? And how can I be a better educator than at the end of the day to really take this on and take this awareness on? And even asking these questions or even, you know, listening to these notions is key to this. I think it's really important. Yeah, that's beautifully said, yes. So important, yeah. I feel like, yeah, if, if anyone takes away anything, it's just the fact that we have to have that allyship. We have to um, do our part um, to really heal humanity, honestly. I just I just see educators as, as people that, that want to help heal. I see them as that too. And I think uh, educators are a part of the resilience and I think they're also part of the solution. And they're a part of reconciliation. I think they're the key factor of reconciliation in order for that to truly take place. And it's an important responsibility to hold. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I'm kind of speechless talking about it just because I see so much potential and so much opportunity. And I know educators like you will not take that lightly because I know educators like you will take that responsibility and be like, yeah, okay. Let's do this. Let's do this appropriately. Let's do this properly and with responsibility and and ensure that we're doing this right. That means so much. Thank you so much. I, yeah, I feel that in my like literal bones. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any, is there anything else you'd like to share with the folks listening and also for the future listeners listening to the podcast? Um, I just, I just want to thank you so much for just having me on here. I, not only did you help me, um, kind of see my own like listen to my own inner guidance and be like okay don't be so fearful like this is gonna be okay like (laughs) um but you also like the dialogue and the forward thinking conversations that we're having is just you know it's it's been so beautiful to be a part of and i'm just i'm so taken aback by just everything that you're doing and you're just so inspiring so thank you thank you thank you so much that means that means a lot to me. So thank you for for sharing that. And um, yeah, it's a responsibility. I I also um, don't take lately. So it's um, sorry. I'm getting emotional too. It that really doesn't mean a lot to me. So thank you. And um, it's it's just a journey, right? And everyone's just on their own path uh, to to understanding these various components. And it's just understanding that everyone's just a person I guess at the end of the day and and understanding and recognizing that and and knowing that we're allowed to make mistakes and we're also allowed to grow then and learn from it and I think that's what's key so truly thank you and that and thank you for sharing 
everything you have. You're such an astonishing educator. You're impactful. You're wonderful. You're embracive. You're you're courageous, even for being able to share your views and your findings with me tonight too. And I, I know you were hesitant, but you know what? You're powerful and you're fabulous. And for you to share everything you did, hundred percent is going to help someone. Hundred percent is going to help someone. So thank you and. And Madison, and, and just truly thank you so much for being able to join me tonight, Madison. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> 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 I gotta make it weird. I don't know. <laughs> oh, so funny. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone so, so, so much for, for being able to, uh, partake in our conversation tonight we hope that you are left with something new than what you walked in with um maybe even unlearn to relearn who knows um but no matter what uh we hope that you have a fabulous evening thank you again so much to the folks who've joined for the whole time i know there's some of you that have and thank you for the folks who are just currently joining too we really do appreciate it and um yeah talk to you talk to you next we'll talk to folks next week and thank you again madison i hope you have a great night and um, Nancy McWatch. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>